This week on I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews, I review the 2000 horror thriller Scream 3. Scream 3 from 2000. Let's get into the technical. This movie was directed by the late, great Wes Craven. It was written by Aaron Kruger. Let's talk about Aaron Kruger for a minute because this is a guy whose uh, filmography goes up and down when it comes to writing credits because this guy wrote three Transformers movies. He wrote like the worst Transformers movies which I'm like I don't know how that's possible cause like most of the Transformers movies are fucking terrible but like he three he wrote three of the worst Transformers movies he wrote uh, Revenge of the Fallen he wrote Dark of the Moon and he wrote Age of Extinction he wrote those three but then again he also helped write Top Gun Maverick, which I'm not really going to give him a lot of credit for that because he helped write that with Christopher McQuarrie, who is pretty much like Tom Cruise's guy. I like. I don't think I've ever seen Christopher McQuarrie direct or write anything that Tom Cruise is starring in. I don't know. Like, is is he in Scientology? Does anybody know? Uh, does anybody know if uh, Christopher McQuarrie is a Scientologist as well? Because Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise keeps his uh Tom Cruise is kind of like white Tyler Perry to me now. <laughs> He's kind of like white Tyler Perry. Like he keeps his circle tight. He keeps a, a close-knit circle. No one goes in that circle, no one goes out of that circle and tells his secrets or nothing. So like I'm kind of thinking that everybody involved in the Mission Impossible uh franchise now, I'm thinking uh, that they're that they're all Scientologists now. I I'm not sure, but 
it seems that way. Like, this guy only works on Tom Cruise movies. It's like Tom Cruise chains him up in a basement and just only brings him out when he wants to do a movie. I'm not sure. But we're not talking about Christopher McQuarrie. We're talking about Aaron Kruger. Uh, but yeah, the guy, that guy has an up and down uh, resume. It, and this is... Um, this is one of the downs. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna sugarcoat the shit. But we gonna get into that as we go along. Uh, the budget for this movie was forty million dollars. The box office was hundred and sixty-one point eight million dollars at the box office. That's how much it made. It's a horror movie. Horror movies make money no matter how good or how bad they are. That's just like one genre that will not die. You know. It's like it's a genre that will not die. It doesn't matter how horrible the fucking movie is. Like it's gonna make a shitload of money because people just like being scared for some reason. I don't know what it is, but let's talk about how I saw this movie as a kid. I saw this movie on Showtime, uh, and at this point, I was a huge fan of the first two screen movies. Like, like two of my favorite movies. Of, uh, I'm not even going to say two of my favorite movies of all time, but because I feel like that's redundant. I say that about a lot of movies. That's one of my favorite movie of all time, but it's like it's redundant now um, on this podcast. But like it's like two of my it's two of my favorite movies. Like they're pretty good movies. Uh, the other two screen movies came out when I was in middle school. This one came out when I was a freshman in high school, and I remember everyone at school talking about this movie, like the hype. For, for this movie was high and like this is before like we had access to the internet because this is 2000 in 2000 internet movie culture wasn't a thing but people were excited for this movie like we didn't have youtube we didn't have social media we didn't have anything we just had word of mouth they're just and people going to the movies and seeing the trailer they're like oh my god did you see the screen three trailer they're doing a the screen three i can't wait you know that's that's the only way we knew about it like so so like everybody everybody at my school was talking about this movie i saw it a year later and to be honest like i don't really remember a lot from this movie i don't remember a lot from this movie i remember the only thing i remember i remember it not being as good as the first two and that's about it i remember being like kind of disappointed i was like mm, this one ain't as good as scream one or scream two you know that's all i remember but maybe maybe i had a change of heart maybe i i gave you guys a red herring scream is good for red herrings maybe i don't hate this movie we shall see let's see how i feel about this movie as an adult the movie starts off very differently than the other two movies because in the first two movies, they start off with like a high profile actor playing a character that we don't know just getting killed. Because like the first two movies, you get Drew Barrymore getting killed and uh, Jada Pinkett getting killed. Which, if you look at the news today, a lot of people probably wouldn't mind Jada Pinkett getting killed by the Scream Killer these days. They'd probably cheer in the theater if she got stabbed by the Scream by the Scream Killer these days but back in the day she she could do no harm jada pinkett was america's sweetheart you know back in 1997 or 1998 i forgot when that movie came out but uh i think it was 97 but um yeah but like 
that's what they did. They took a high profile actor or actress and they killed them. And he's just like, and that's how the movie starts off. Here, we start off with a main character getting killed. They kill Cotton Weary, like who actually saved everyone in the second movie. Like he came at the end of the at, at the end of Scream Two and saved the day. Uh, he killed um, uh, Timothy Oliphant. Uh, spoiler alert: Tim- Timothy Oliphant was the killer in uh, Scream Two. He and Laurie Metcalf. Uh, they were the killers in Scream 2. Spoiler alert for a movie that came out like 25 years ago. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, here, man, he gets fucked up right away. Like, they get, they kill Cotton, like, right away. They don't even waste any time. They're like, Cotton's dead, Scream 3, roll credits. Uh, I feel like they wanted to... Uh, raise the stakes in this one because we leave the small towns from Scream 1 and Scream 2 behind for the bright lights of Hollywood and like we mostly focus on the movie set of Stab 3 if you don't know like in, the, in this universe there's a, a, a trilogy of movies called Stab so we're focusing on Stab 3 uh, we have uh, Sydney, Gale, and Dewey. They're back. All three of those characters are back. But we also focus on the actors in Stab Three, played by Jenny McCarthy, Dion Richmond, Emily Mortimer, Parker Posey, and Patrick Warburton. Uh, they pretty much play like the run-of-the-mill, self-absorbed actors. I guess. I guess this movie was supposed to be meta. You have a cameo from Jay and Silent Bob, which like totally, totally takes me out of the movie. And I, I, I think that back then, like when I watched this for the first time, it was like just just came out of nowhere. I was a Jay and Silent Bob fan back then. I was excited to see them. I'm like, oh shit, Jay and Silent Bob. But it was kind of like, what are they doing in a screen movie? It's totally out of place. It, it's like if Borat showed up in a Friday the 13th movie. You know, like, it's jarring as fuck. It doesn't make any sense. And we're only 20 minutes into the movie, people. Like, this happens 20 minutes in. Also, Sydney lives in the woods under a new name. And she works as a uh, at a crisis center. She works at a crisis center for women. But this movie... It's just it's, it's just silly from the start. Like they go into straight silliness. Like the other movies were campy, and that's what I like about that. I like the charm. It is a camp. There was a campy charm to the first two movies. This one is just stupid. We get an appearance from Sydney's dead mom, like as some type of ghoul, like which is which is something that doesn't fit. It doesn't fit in a Scream movie. Like, Scream has never been about the supernatural. It's more of a thriller. It's more of a thriller, like, crime drama. You know? And we get it. And, uh, yeah, it's more of a, it's more of a, a crime drama. I'm, sh- I'm also shocked that they kill Jenny McCarthy so fast in this movie because she was a huge star at the time. 
she had a sitcom at this time and everything like she had her own sitcom on like nbc i think at this time so if you kind of think about it like they did the cameo kill second because jenny mccarthy doesn't last she doesn't last long in this movie <laughs> like she's in and out like they kill her real quick um also can we talk about courtney cox's hair like what the fuck was her hair in this movie <laughs> like and like i'm not i'm not a hair guy but this is very noticeable even to people that don't care about hair like she she look raggedy like she look raggedy as fuck it looked like she just rolled out of bed grabbed whatever was lying on the floor and came to the set she like she looks like she looked like she didn't give a fuck Let's just say that. <laughs> she looked like she didn't give a fuck. Her hair and her clothes scream, fuck this movie. That's what it screams. Like, I just felt like that with everybody, mostly everybody. I felt like that with mostly everybody in this movie. I felt like nobody wanted to be in this movie. Even the newer actors, like, even the newer actors, like, didn't want to be in this movie. Like, like look at a guy like Patrick Warburton. Like, Patrick Warburton is dry as fuck in this movie. Like, he's dry as hell in this movie. And Patrick Warburton is one of the most charismatic actors in this business. And, like, it just seemed like he didn't want to be here. It just seemed that way. Like, I mean, like, he still had that voice, you know, like, the, you know, that's the, it's the Patrick Warburton voice. You know, he's, he's going to talk like that. And he kept calling Dewey Dewdrop. He's like, I don't know what's going on there, Dewdrop. You know, you know, <laughs> he still had that voice, but he didn't have the enthusiasm. He didn't have enthusiasm to be in this movie. It, like, he didn't want to be here. Nev Campbell is trying. Like, she's trying. Like, I guess because she's the star of the movie. Like, the movie... Uh, lives and breathes with her like it lives and dies with her so she's trying but even she's a little stilted like she's a little stilted as well parker posey parker posey is over the top in this movie and i love it i love poker i love parker posey in this movie like she's the only one carrying on the legacy of the uh, of the other movies like she knows what movie she's in she knows like like she probably a scream fan <laughs> and she's like oh wow i get to be in a scream movie and like she's the only one that's carrying on that legacy of just being campy and goofy as shit and like she's like uh rose mcgowan in the first scream movie in the first scream movie how uh, rose mcgowan was just so campy like parker posey is that in this one uh like she's carrying on that legacy like I just like I say, I just felt like no one wanted to be here, and like they kind of forgot what movie they were in. I know it's been two years. It's been two years since Scream Two, but like it's like they came back to the set and they were just like, "Oh God, we gotta do this shit again." And <laughs> like, like they were con- like they were uh, contra- uh, contractually obligated to be here, and like they're just like, "Let's just get this shit over with." And like they kind of play it a little too straight. They don't have the enthusiasm. That they had in Scream 1 and Scream 2. Like, it just ain't there. Um, and then, like, you get, like, Randy's sister. Randy's, uh, Randy played by J- Jamie Kennedy. You get his sister. She's played by, uh, uh, Heather Matten. Uh, 
I never could get this uh, actress's name right. Is Heather Matanzaro? I think her last name is Heather Matanzaro. She's been an actress since she was a child. I remember. I remember her. But like, she just randomly shows up, and I guess like she just shows up to establish her character and her kids from Scream Five. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> uh, the the kids are uh, her kids are the kids in Scream Five and Scream Six. Uh, uh, one of them is played by uh, one of them is played by Cuba Gooden Jr.'s uh, son. I forget what the other girl's name is, but like, like those are her kids, like her uh, kids. And apparently, apparently, Randy's sister like chocolate because those kids are black. So uh, you know, <laughs> apparently, like I don't even know if they thought there were going to be any more movies after this. But it was some clever future tense thinking to add that Randy has a sister. Because I didn't even know that Randy had a sister. And it was just like, oh, wow. Like, here's Randy's sister. So, like, we got the Meeks family legacy continuing. So, and, like, the kids, those kids are in, uh, those kids are in Scream 5 and Scream 6. Another thing, another thing that got on my nerves in this movie were the jump scares, like, I'm just tired. I'm just tired of jump scares in general. Like I think they're played out. I think they're corny at this point. Unless somebody's really getting killed, I don't give a fuck about a jump scare. You know, like it's just it's just it's played out to me. Like it's corny as fuck. I don't want to see it anymore. Can we stop doing jump scares in horror movies? Sometimes they just do jump scares just to do jump scares. And I felt like that's what this movie was doing. This movie was doing just doing jump scares just to do jump scares and i'm tired of it like it's it's played out it's fucking played out uh carrie fisher makes a cameo she makes a brief cameo in this movie just so they can tell a lame princess leia joke you know it's stupid she doesn't really add anything to the story Dion richmond is funny Dion richmond is funny and it seems like that's what he's just here for like he's just here to be the funny black guy like because like he's barely he's barely throughout the whole movie like he has no other agency in this movie than to just say something funny like that's what he's here for like he's just here he's just here for that they're like that's what you're here for like say something funny nigga you know <laughs> like that's what that's that just seems like that's that was his whole purpose was just to say something funny say something funny and die that was that was that was what he was here for I didn't even talk about Patrick Dempsey. Uh, Patrick Dempsey plays a detective investigating the murders on the Staff Three set. And, like he's also here to be a red herring uh, for the killer because like he's kind of creepy and he's kind of shady. But I knew it wasn't him. I knew he wasn't the killer from Jump. I was like that guy. Even I think even seeing it the first time, I saw. I'm like that dude's not the fucking killer. It's not him. It was so obvious who the killer was. And they didn't even, like, this one didn't even try to hide who the killer was. Like, they made it so simple. It was like, the other two movies made uh, the identity of the killer vague. Like, you really didn't know who the killer was in Scream 1. And you really didn't know who the killer was in Scream 2. Like, when they made their reveal, it was like, yo, is that dude? You know? Like, <laughs> it was, it was vague. Here, they didn't give a fuck. They was like, yeah, it's the guy that you thought. It's him. He's the killer. Like this movie, this movie was so 
fucking lazy. It was so fucking lazy. And in hindsight, I'm glad that this franchise didn't end here because this movie's kind of a fucking embarrassment. I went back and looked at it and I was like, this movie's embarrassing. It was like, they didn't care who the fuck the killer was. It was like, they didn't really set up any plots. Like, a lot of the characters got shafted. It was like, people didn't want to be here. Like, the actors that were contractually obligated to be here didn't want to be here. The newer actors didn't want to be here. Just a fucking embarrassment of a movie. I gave it a one out of five. Simply because I like Poker Posey. I like uh, Parker Posey. I keep calling her Porker Posey. Simply <laughs> uh, because I like Parker Posey and Dion Richmond for the little time he's in here. Like, he's funny. And Parker Posey understood the assignment. That's the only reason I'm giving this a one out of five. Other than that, this movie fucking sucks. Join me next week when I'm going to be talking about a sequel to another popular uh, franchise. Join me next week when I talk about... This movie came out in 1999. I want to say 1999's I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Until next time, peace.